turned out to be a punk rocker. You know what I do? Warning. This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bands. Hello and welcome to the Records and Band podcast. I'm Leon Mickey B. Bateman, back to talk to you today about Muse. They've been one of my standout bands, totally on my favourites list for more since they first came out with their first release of Showbiz. They are a synth rock band uh, hailing from the rock epicentre of Tainmouth in Devon, would you believe? A little bit of history, or a little bit of a fun fact rather, uh, Matt Bellamy is the son of the guitarist from The Tornadoes, famous for such hits as Telstar, Globetrotter, Billy Fury and The Tornadoes, Robot. Obviously Bellamy has continued his father's legacy (laughs) and become a musical powerhouse in his own right. Fantastic musicianship from all of the musicians in Muse. Obviously, you've got Matt Bellamy, lead vocals, rhythm guitar, lead guitar, piano, amazing pianist. Chris Walsenhome, bass supremo. There's not one person alive who hasn't played bass and tried to do something that uh, Chris Walsenhome has done. And also, you've got uh, the drummer, Dominic Howard. Their back catalogue has been mixed. They've had some amazing, amazing albums. But there's always something of a dalliance into self-indulgence. And sometimes it just misses the mark. I've loved Muse for a very long time. I do think there are a, a large amount of songs that miss an audience but that said as a a collective whole the albums stand up for me their standout albums have always been showbiz origin of symmetry black holes and revelations and drones their most recent ones uh second law and simulation theory are okay they're not my favorite but as an album, as albums, they stand up. They 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 satisfy the masses. What seems to be the case with Muse is they tend to release something that's crowd pleasing, promptly followed by something that pleases them. Whether that's intentional or whether that's just the way things work out, I don't know. I would personally follow that little rule because on this album, Will of the People, which I'm going to review today. I believe they've gone down the pleasing the public route, whereas simulation theory previously was more self-indulgent. My problem with Will of the People is that there's three good songs on there, um, and the, the rest of it is a little bit... Uh, well, formulaic is never a word you use with, uh, with Muse, but I think... Uh, they've overused certain melodies that they've used before. Um, sounds are very similar to something they've used before. 
But is it Muse? Yes, it's Muse. You can tell it's Muse from the minute the bass starts with its synthy, dirgy, grungy, fuzzy sound in places. Uh, Matt Bellamy opens his mouth and you know it's Matt Bellamy. Will of the People, the track listing starts with Will of the People, uh, followed by Compliance, Liberation, Won't Stand Down, Ghosts, How Can I Move On, You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween, Kill or Be Killed, Verona, Euphoria, and We Are Fucking Fucked. Will of the People is a Spirit in the Sky-esque banger. Really radio-friendly for for Muse. Um, Very catchy. uh, And one of my favourites on the album. Compliance is synth-heavy repetition. Could pass off quite easily as a Daft Punk-style song. Uh, Liberation, not my favourite. Won't Stand Down, great single, absolute banger. Really heavy, really dirty, really dark. Um, What I've come to love from Muse. Ghosts is a touchy-feely ballad. You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween is... How do I put this? It's... mm, Very corny. That's a good word. It could almost be written for a YouTube video of five or six young kids dancing and singing in costumes for the under 12 audience. It's a very, very corny, yet impossibly catchy track. No doubt in the skill that's gone into playing it. It's just... It's very corny. Kill or Be Killed, another heavy one, but doesn't quite stand up to the Won't Stand Down and Will of the People level. Verona, yeah, Verona, it's a, it's an unusual track. It's got a feel of the opening theme to Stranger Things, but it's this repetition that I, I've said before, What I, I really dislike when a song keeps the same chord root but just adds to it and builds and builds and puts layer upon layer upon layer changing the um dynamic of it but never really changing the actual physical structure and that's one of these types of songs nothing wrong with it real showcase for matt bellamy's vocals but really does have a stranger things intro feel euphoria Yes, what can I say about Euphoria? Um, When it starts, it sounds like an old Commodore Amiga game um, with a very unusual tone effect they've put on the the guitar. Again, it it kind of follows a route. Nothing really jumps out as new or exciting with it. Not saying it's not a good song, I'm just saying it doesn't electrify anything that Muse has done before you could pretty much find it in this track and then the the closing track mm, we are fucking fucked perhaps a description of um the way the uh, world economy is or the way the british government system is going at the moment it speaks for itself it is what it is it's like cuprinol does exactly what it says on the tin i don't think it's a uh, one of the legendary closing tracks of any album, and I'm certainly not expecting it to be in anyone's top 
50 playlist songs. It's not horrific, it's not terrible, but it is a a track with not much going on. For me, as a Muse fan, I feel a bit aggrieved to say what I think about this album because it's it's disappointing. I felt exactly the same when they released Absolution. I thought that was a bit disappointing. That said, there's some really good tracks on there. Three, possibly four. But is it all killer? No, there's an awful lot of filler. Possibly down to the fact that it's been put together while they've been touring. Um, Perhaps not found the time to be as creative as they'd like. Is it their best album? Way off the mark. Definitely not. Is it their worst album? Uh, it's, It's down there. I wouldn't say it is. Is it my worst album? Probably not. And that's worst album for any band. It's not the worst album I've ever heard. But it's not what I come to expect from a Muse album. As I say, the uh, Drones album was fantastic. Really, really good. Great tracks on there. They managed to fill the majority of it with really good songs. And some of it was okay, was, was good, but not amazing however this the good songs aren't very good and the the filler is really not up to what i'd expect from them and the album runs for 37 minutes long which is very unusual for a muse album uh it is almost like we've got a few songs that we've put together while we've been on tour let's just put them on an album when we finish the tour we'll get back together and write something more progressive and huge, uh, for want of a better word. They are still in my top 10 bands that I will listen to. They'll never go away. I think from their first album, Showbiz, right up to to today, that very first album, you kind of knew they were going to be something special and an album that's uh, a band rather that stayed the course. Uh, And I think they've done that. But unfortunately, this album isn't their best. So... By all means, go and have a listen to it and see what you think. See if you agree with any of my comments. But it's if, if I had one person come up to me and say, oh, I've not listened to Muse, what do you recommend? I would say Showbiz, Origin of Symmetry or Drones, probably. Black Holes and Revelations is a good album, but I don't think it's as powerful as either of those three. So, yeah, Showbiz, Origin of Symmetry or drones. I've been Leon Mickey B. Bateman for the Records and Band podcast. Keep listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>